Leviticus 7. Oh, welcome back, y'all. Uh, I'm just going to jump right into these scriptures because I'm powering through these next two chapters. So, once again, like I said, I have stuff in my chest I could talk about, but I don't know if this is the place to do it right now because <laughs> it's going to probably come out very negative right now. I don't know. I'm getting, I wasn't like a funk last week, but I feel like I'm getting better, slowly getting better. So. I'm basically in a place where I'm thinking I'm going to turn these comments off, turn off commenting. I'm at a place where I'm thinking I'm going to have to like change churches. And I'm not talking about churches, chicken locations. Like I don't eat that stuff no more. I'm talking about an actual church. But I, it's almost like breaking up with a a girlfriend even I haven't had a girlfriend in a long time and I don't think I've ever actually had to break up I don't know I can't remember that far back I can't remember the last time I had a break up with somebody but I'm almost feeling like it's time for me to go to a different place so yeah but I'm not gonna talk about it on here not on this not on this broadcast so on this podcast all right, so we're going to jump right into uh, Leviticus 7. Leviticus 7. The guilt offering. Now, this is the law of the guilt offering. It is especially holy. The guilt offering is to be slaughtered at the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered. And the priest is to splatter its blood on all sides of the altar. Once again, it sounds like some, some messy stuff. All right, the offerer is to present all the fat from it, the fat tail, the fat surrounding the entrails, and the two kidneys with the fat on them at the loins. He will also remove the fatty lobe of the liver with the kidneys. The priest will burn them on the altar as a fire offering to the Lord. It is a guilt offering. Any male among the priests may eat it. It is to be eaten in a holy place. It is especially holy. The guilt offering is like the sin offering. The law is the same for both. It belongs to the priest who makes atonement with it. As for the priest who presents someone's burnt offering, the hide of the burnt offering he has presented belongs to him. It is the priest with a possessive S. It's theirs, the priests, priestesses. It's the priestesses. There you go. Any grain offering that is baked in an oven are prepared in a pan or on a griddle belongs to the priest who presents it it is his but any grain offering whether dry or mixed with oil belongs equally to all of Aaron's sons interesting the fellowship sacrifice now this is the law of the fellowship sacrifice that someone may present to the Lord if he presents it for Thanksgiving in addition to the Thanksgiving sacrifice he is to present unleavened cakes mixed with olive oil unleavened wafers coated with oil and well kneaded, kneaded cakes of fine flour mixed with oil he is to present as his offering cakes of leavened bread with his thanksgiving sacrifice of fellowship from the cakes he is to present one portion of each offering as a contribution to the lord it will belong to the priest who splatters the blood of the fellowship offering it is his the meat of his thanksgiving sacrifice of fellowship must be eaten on the day he offers it. He may, may not leave any of it until morning. If the sacrifice he offers is a vow or a free will offering, it is to be eaten on the day he presents his sacrifice, and what is left over may be eaten on the next day. 
for what remains of the sacrificial meat by the third day must be burned. If any of the meat of this fellowship sacrifice is eaten on the third day, it will not be accepted. It will not be credited to the one who presents it. It is repulsive. The person who eats any of it will bear his iniquity. Meat that touches any... Hmm. Hmm. Meat, verse 19, meat that touches anything unclean must not be eaten. It is to be burned. Everyone who is clean must may eat any other meat. But the one who eats meat from the Lord's fellowship sacrifice while he is unclean, that person must be cut off from his people. If someone touches anything unclean, whether human uncleanness, an unclean animal, or any unclean abhorrent creature, and eats meat from the Lord's fellowship sacrifice, that person is to be cut off from his people. Hmm. Fat and blood prohibited. Verse 22. The Lord spoke to Moses, Tell the Israelites, You are not to eat any fat of an ox, a sheep, or a goat. The fat of an animal that dies naturally or is mauled by wild beasts may be used for any other purpose, but you must not eat it. If anyone eats animal fat from a fire offering presented to the Lord, the person who eats it is to be cut off from his people. Whether you live, you must not, wherever you live, you must not eat the blood of any bird or animal. Whoever eats any blood is to be cut off from his people. The portion for the priest. The Lord spoke to Moses, tell the Israelites, the one who presents a fellowship sacrifice to the Lord is to bring an offering to the Lord from his sacrifice. His own hands will bring the fire offerings to the Lord. He will bring the fat together with the breast. The breast is to be presented as a presentation offering before the Lord. The priest is to burn the fat on the altar, but the breast belongs to Aaron and his sons. You are to give the right thigh to the priest as a contribution from their fellowship sacrifices. The son of Aaron, who presents the blood of the fellowship offering, the fat, will have the right thigh as a portion. I have taken from the Israelites the breast of the presentation offering and the thigh of the contribution from their fellowship sacrifices, and I have assigned them to the priest Aaron and his sons as a permanent portion from the Israelites. Verse 35, this is the portion from the fire offerings to the Lord for Aaron and his sons since the day they were presented to serve the Lord as priest. The Lord commanded this to be given to them by the Israelites on the day he anointed them. It is a permanent portion throughout their generations. This is the law for the burnt offering, the grain offering, the sin offering, the guilt offering, the ordination offering, and the fellowship sacrifice, which the Lord commanded Moses on Mount Sinai on the day he commanded the Israelites to present their offerings to the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. That was a mouthful. All right, let's read these notes. And then we got one more chapter, and then your boy is gone. Load up all this stuff on the podcast and on YouTube and then take his butt to sleep. All right. It says, these verses summarize the parts of the offering that went to the priests as their food. Since they would not have lands and crops of their own, given the way the promised land was to be distributed among the tribes, God's provision for his servants is a biblical principle that can be traced from the law of Moses to the church today. So this is where... All pastors and priests today justify receiving in salaries. So anyone that complains about a pastor receiving any type of wages or salary, you can go to this. Um, now, 
some of these pastors that are making some of these outrageous salaries that's a whole nother discussion but yeah for just getting paid for what they do there you go bam you can go to that scripture the name of the fellowship sacrifice explains its purpose the worshippers sought to draw near to god by making an offering either in thanksgiving as a testimony to god's goodness or as an offering in fulfillment of a vow or simply as a free will offering I just feel like I read that, but didn't really get what I just read. The worshippers sought to draw near to God by making an offering, either in thanksgiving and testament or an offering in fulfillment of a vow. Okay, all right, that's pretty straightforward. All right, God, I guess you just draw those offerings drew you closer to God. Yeah, showing him that you, you're thankful for what he's done. Or he fulfilled a vow. Yeah, you fulfilled a vow. I don't know. Yeah, just drew you closer to God. That's what that was for, the fellowship offering. Or fellowship sacrifice. I wonder how you could, yeah. I guess in today's time, there's times where we, once again, going back to what I was saying in like one of the, some of those previous episodes, like how, today we're living sacrifices wholly acceptable to him like we we lay our lives down for him so whenever we take time out of our day to do anything just to thank him even just we could be doing anything um just even me doing this right now is like a sacrifice like just sacrificing our time that's the probably the biggest thing we can do in modern day times just make sacrifices to the lord is sacrificing our time because there's so many different things that we could be doing that pull us in different directions like whether it's work whether it's time with family even though that's important um what else do, 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 do. um yeah work and the yeah, leisure time where you're you know want to watch you know binge watch some netflix or you know you name it, fill in the blank. Even the church activity can a lot of times, it can get in the way of like actually having communion time with the Lord, which is you and him just talking and just praying to him and worshiping him. So, yeah. Anyway, that's maybe as we read more and more, uh, like I look forward to the New Testament when it talks to those scriptures about, we're going to talk a lot about making sacrifices to the lord but not in this type of way not sacrificing animals but sacrificing sacrifices that people made in the new testament with their time time talent and treasures in the parables they're going to talk about that so um yeah it's gonna be dope when we get to that all right so god has set aside the fat portion of the offerings the choicest part of the animals as his alone Reminding the Israelites that their great God deserved their best. Since life itself is a creation of God, and since blood, the stuff of life, was used as the means of atonement for sin, it was not an appropriate source of nutrition for the Israelites. The complete absence of blood in, in any meat is still a requirement for observant Jews today. 
that's yeah. This, a lot of people still follow that. The breast of the sacrifice was presented as a presentation offering, a ritual in which the offerer held the breast in his hand while the priest placed his own hands under those of the worshiper. Together they lifted the piece to symbolize that it belonged to the Lord, who then graciously gave it back to Aaron and his sons to eat. The right thigh was given to the officiating priest. That's going to... That's interesting because I think was it earlier when they used to swear oaths? We saw that with um, Isaac and Joseph. I don't know. Go back to the Genesis. Go back and read that because when they like look up the right thigh when they would stick their hand on the person's right thigh when they would swear something or an oath. That's significant. I can't remember exactly what the significance of it is, but yeah. And I'm not going to go deep into the theology of it, but that's something for y'all to look up later. The significance of the whole right thigh. We know the righteous right hand is a big thing. God talks a lot about he upholds it with his righteous right hand and his strong right hand. And yeah, something about the right, the right side of our body is very significant to God. And it's, it's used as a symbol of authority and power. Uh, all right. Connecting these instructions to the giving of the law on Mount Sinai firmly established their authority as coming from the Lord. All right. That's all I got for chapter seven. Let's go on to chapter eight and close this on out. How long is chapter eight? 36, 36 verses. All right. Not too bad. This last one was 38 verses. So, all right. I'll be right back. For Leviticus 8. Close this out. Come on.